Have you guys ever lied about your age to, uh, to be younger? No. Because I don't feel like I'm that old. I'm 38. I did once when I was 30. I said I was 28. Were you just like feeling the like milestone year? I was feeling old. I was at a hostel <laughs> um, in Europe in, in uh, Krakow. And everyone there was like a fucking kid. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't say I'm 30. So I said I was 28. I was still the oldest person there. Yeah, but it was you just like, like a line that you didn't... Yeah, you know, you're hanging out with like 19-year-old Australians. You don't want to be like, I'm 30. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, I old, mate. I might, I might have lied in that situation too, Fran. That's like a lot of social pressure, right? There. Yeah, I can see that. Getting old doesn't bother me at all. Like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't generally bother me. I felt like, I mean, this was 10 years ago I said this, so it's hard to exactly get into my head. But I felt like I was would have a more fun, fun experience if I wasn't 30 there. Not that I was looking to act like a crazy person, but. I mean, my thing is, I think that people who are like really dread the clock and watch it and really feel that are people that peaked in high school. <laughs> Straight up. It's like. Or people who don't want to die. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just like. You don't have a choice. You're going to die no matter what. I know, and that's why it fucking sucks. So, yeah, I don't want to die. Put me firmly in that. I do not want to die. Can't oh, man. Me. Oh, uh, speaking of death, um, our cat took the big nap oh, yesterday. Oh, man. Peter? I'm sorry, it's friend. Peter? It's true. Peter. Yep, oh, man. Peter. You know, I'm on record <laughs> not being the biggest fan of cats, and I'm not going to you know, go revisionist history here because Peter's passed. He was a fine cat. He was a good cat. I had no problems with Peter. It's more the breed, the, the species, I guess, really, that I had yeah. the issue with um, is the cats. I mean, but cannot, it was the first he cannot, like, catch generally and still, you know, Yeah, he was fine. Cat. Yeah, and he was fine. Like, I didn't love the guy, but like, he was by no means a bad cat. He shit in the boxes and then didn't claw shit. So, but it was weird. I'd never done that. I'd had, had uh, pets die, but I had never had to uh, make that decision. Oh, yeah, life. making the call. It's weird. I mean, it was the right call, but anyway, now this is starting on an uplifting note. That's a big, that's a big decision to make. Yeah, and he, I mean, he was Chris's cat for a very long time. She had him long before um, her and I met. Mm. He's was probably around sixteen. How did she take it? She was bummed. I mean, she was definitely you know on the same page with everything, but she was very upset. Was she away she when it happened? No, but I basically. Brought her right to the plane oh, um, from the doctor's office. That sucks. Which sucks. Yeah, she's in Maine. I um, but. I've had to put a you know I adopt older dogs usually, and uh, I had this what like we had this one dog Petunia. She was a big ass English bulldog, and um, she died from bloat, which is like a do- uh, affliction that like larger dogs get it has to do that mummers get (laughs) yeah mummers get their noses get all veiny and spidery and they're uh, oh I've got the gout no it's fucking bloat but uh, no bloat it's like a dog a big dog like a barrel chested dog their stomachs expand and it doesn't you don't really know why it happens and then they start to retch and their stomach like gets it doesn't really matter but it can kill a dog in like an hour right like within like first symptoms to death is usually like 30 to 40 minutes and it happened. It was I was like all bummed out, and I was like, I had rushed her to the hospital, and she had passed, and whatever. It was real shitty, and I was keeping my shit together, and because all these people at the animal hospital saw me run in with the dog and then leave like five minutes later, 
a harness. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, checking out and I'm in the parking lot and this like tiny old woman walks out after me. I mean, she was minuscule and I'm huge. She's like, sir, do you need a hug? And I'm like, I just like lost my shit. You know what I mean? I was like, (laughs) yeah, that was, yeah. That was sweet, sweet of that woman. That's where I knew I wanted to be a pickup artist. Right? Right there. <laughs> I had the magic in me. And yeah. I, I introduced You're myself. You're only taking hugs from eights and above. <laughs> and I said, hi, uh, my name is... A magic. A <laughs> hi, uh, my name is Majesty. Nice to meet you. And I had all my Zengada on, dude. I had right. all my fucking look going. I had... Wait, um Zengadon? That's what they call their flair? Zengada. Zenga. Yeah. Zengada? Zangada. It's Sanger. It's like it's like excessive gold. Yeah, I had like ton I had a poop. That, that's a real word? I learned it from Fran on this podcast. No, that's like uh I mean it's a real word to me, but it's like in the same school <laughs> North Jersey gobbledygook that I speak from time to time. Zangada. It's like a lot of like extraneous bullshit. Like if you got a ton of rings on you'd be like, oh check out the fucking Zangada on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I had a Puka Shell necklace on and a bucket hat. That's it. That had the hundred percent emoji all over it, and she wanted to give me a hug, probably because of all my look and all my. Yeah, I was she couldn't resist, and that. I negged her pretty hard, you know, on the way in with the dog. So it worked out pretty well. All right, sounds great. Yeah. I'm just trying to turn this around about not killing animals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's sad. Real sad. Did you guys ever punch, punch an animal to death? So something any of you ever I did? mean, for sexual gratification or just for fun? I mean, I've never. No. Done. I think it's pretty fucked up. I mean, if it was like a bear attacking you, that would be cool. Yeah, if you punched a bear to death, man, <laughs> respect. Yeah. Yep. They will jack you up. Yeah, bears are terrifying. <laughs> it's true. No one else is terrifying. Kurt, in the form that he's in. That's right. In front of these two women, they've got their friend splayed out in front of them. Friend, huh? Karen. No fun, Karen. Apparently a virgin, Karen, based on what they said about this ritual. Um, And they're looking to you, man. You don't know if they want in order to to kill her. I mean, they've just said that you're the one, man. You you fought off Batsto, impressively, Gandalf style, sending him out of the room when he came in to claim piece of what was going on here the answer the summons as well but now you see what it is these women they did probably one of the things in the gothanomicon they're getting ready to sacrifice karen and it was a demon summoning ritual and you got the call now here you are they're looking at you expectantly what's the what's the command here kurt i say to him all three of you have done exceptionally well here you said you wanted power right yes that's we lust after it that's great that's great um, and we'll give it to you by sacrificing this version. Karen. Yeah, you can, um, you can let Karen go. But don't you want don't you want her? Um Both of them are like they're speaking with one like demonic voice. They they open their mouth and you know their voices come out of both of their mouths. Um and they're like under some kind of a, a spell, suggestion, or just like caught up in the moment. You seem very disappointed when you suggest letting Karen go. They, 
drawn their blades along her body. The blood isn't freely flowing, but certainly decorating the canvas of her pale flesh. Yeah. No, we uh, we don't we don't really want Karen. I mean, she obviously doesn't even want to be here. What we no, what we, we want is you. We we drug, we got her really high and then tied her up. She doesn't want to be here at all. That's good. You've demonstrated your resourcefulness very well. What we want is you two. Why don't you roll your heart? Don't you? You took that vampire move that lets you do something different. Right. Um, you may be able to use that here. I think it may let you use blood instead. Or then, no, you know what? Let's figure someone out. Yeah, hang on. Um, I don't think you have anything. I take it back. No, it's when you, well, unless you're trying to figure these people out. No, it's for when you figure someone out. You can roll with blood instead of mine. Why don't you roll hard, though, to persuade them? Because okay. this is not what they thought was going to happen based on probably their understanding of this ritual and stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, one heart. Or do you want it? Nah, you know what? Fuck it. You don't need to roll because then we've got to deal with the consequences of it. Whatever the roll is. Do you want to roll it? Um, not really, no. I just want them to cooperate. Okay. We've got bigger fish to fry tonight than, you know, this is a side quest. <laughs> so you, you've got bigger plans for her. You want us to keep her tied up in the closet, ready to be sacrificed at another moment. Um, I'll, what is it that you want, Master? Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I love how you talk. Like you're like a giant menacing bug, and you're like, well, you know, you know um, <laughs> why don't you? Uh, Ah, fuck it. We'll bring her along. We'll bring her along, okay? I'm going to take you all to meet someone. Someone even more powerful than I. Where are we going, Lord? And what what should we call you? Um, I um, release my demon form and uh, go back into my well-dressed <laughs> self. You can call me Kurt. You're, you're the man from the other night, the Medusa. I knew it. Um... What is it that you want, Master Kurt? You're just, you're just going to come along with me. Uh, and I pull my phone out and I uh, call my boss up. Yes, this better be important. Then. Yeah, um, you know. Delivering cigarettes to someone <laughs> in Fishtown. Oh, that is important. I know they love their cigarettes. Uh, well, you know, I took care of that thing for you, boss. And, oh, they um, especially love the cigarettes that I bring them. Do you, like, dip them in formaldehyde or something? Oh, that'll be our secret. <laughs> oh, man, you're a fun guy, boss. Uh, well, um, yeah, you know, I uh, I took care of that thing for you, and um, I got two uh, really, uh, really eager acolytes, uh, potential acolytes waiting to meet you. Um, I think they're I think they'll be good hires for you. Uh, they demonstrated, you know, pretty good amount of ruthlessness and uh, ability to handle the grimoire. So, um, excellent. Yeah. Why don't you bring them and leave them at the escape room? I think it'll be ready for them. Okay, that sounds great. Um, listen, they have a, they have a, their friend tied up. They wanted to use her as a sacrifice. Um, do you want her? Or should I just... You stop the sacrifice. Perhaps we can use her as a doorman. <laughs> all right, I'll bring all three of them. Good work, Kurt. Great. Did you run into any trouble along the way? Um, no, no. In fact, I'll tell you what, um, our old buddy uh, Batsto helped me out a little bit. Oh, how is Batsto doing? He, he, looked, he looked real. He's still struggling with ice cream. 
No, he looked really, really healthy. Actually, I don't think he's touched a. I don't think he's eaten a drop of ice cream since. I'm pretty sure he started a hardcore band called Lactose Intolerance. <laughs> yeah, it might he be. really hates ice cream now. I, he's really gotten in shape since since I last saw him. He's looking kind of buff, actually. Well, I'm glad he didn't prove to be too much of a problem for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring them right over, boss. He hangs up. Yeah. All right. So um, I take them all. Uh, and there's like a, a pretty large hole in the wall. Yeah, I guess. Where Batstow had been flown in and then ejected through. They don't seem to care. I guess I'm going to resume my demon form again. Uh, would I have to roll again? I think so. Okay. Rolling blood for this, so I got a 10. Same as last time, man. You can take more corruption and do whatever if you mm-hmm. want to get all of the abilities. It's a less dire situation. Right now, I'm really only interested in um, demonic movement, but I guess I'll I uh-huh. guess I'll take the uh, I guess I'll take a fucking demonic uh, fucking pistol. <laughs> cool, yeah. you got it. I'm packing in case you I fly these women out of there. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm just gonna load them up on my motorcycle and fly them to uh, South Philly. Broad daylight, whatever. Cool. Um, they love it. Mm-hmm. The one who's sitting behind you, she wraps her arms around you in the back of the from the back of the motorcycle, gripping you tight as you fly across the city. Uh, anything you want to know about these uh, girls? Um, are you making any small talk? Are you too cool for them? You're just dropping them off. I'm just kind of not interested in them, you know. Like, like as far okay. as I'm concerned, like I'm handling some business. Um. Actually, you know what? I do want to talk to him a little bit. So, um, what what's it like in art school? Is it fulfilling? Do you like it? Is it expensive? How have you guys been artists your whole lives? What's your medium? So, uh, Rose is uh, the one that answers uh, acrylics. I work with. You know, it's it's really expensive. It's crazy what they want us to pay for this stuff. My dad is is rich. So it doesn't really matter to me. But they're not teaching me anything I don't know. You know, if you're going to be a real artist, you're going to find it on your own, not from a place like this. You know, like with you, we just went out and found that book and we took it. <laughs> Talking to Rose, you feel like she's a little bit more of a, a schemer. Princess Porphyria, she's been kind of like hanging on your every word, really into you, the fact that you appeared and you're like this powerful demon type. You could tell there's a little more of a flicker of interest and Rose in like the world that she's kind of just stepped into. Gotcha. Uh, but you drop them off over at the uh, the escape room. What do you tell them? I mean, it's it's like you get it and it's done. Yeah. Wow. It is. It it, it went up ridiculously fast. Um, it seems What's to be the theme. <laughs> I was about to say it seems to be unthemed. Oh. It's it's really just like uh, no the the theme is some kind of maze. I mean that's just like. Amazed on an escape room. I don't know. It would be a good kind it's of right near the Leo gate. It is it's true. So there's the Leo element. Um, now your your dude is into like mazes and movement and shit like that. Mm. Probably, anyway, uh, it's just built as like a maze thing right now. So maybe it's a hedge maze that shouldn't logically fit inside the building. It is. Ooh, it's like a hedge maze of garbage and degenerate people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hedge. It's a hedge maze. 
made made of stacked sweatpants. It's like Rittenhouse. It's like Rittenhouse Square, Saturday night, nineteen ninety five. Except there's high hedges everywhere, and you can't see what's around the corner, and it goes on forever. Oh God, what a nightmare! <laughs> Uh, so you you drop them off there. Yeah, I just tell them you know to uh, get some tickets, get three tickets for the escape room, and uh, go on in there. And uh, oh, it's not it's actually not open yet though. It's completed, but it's not open. Uh, but they they can get in. I mean, it's not hard. Like the door is open for them to go in, but the place isn't like it doesn't have customers yet. Yeah. So all right, they're they're uh, they're dropped off. Great. So they'll be fine. You got any uh, memories or any feelings coming back to where Randy used to live? I mean, it's a bit jarring how quickly uh, they built and forgot about Randy's place. Yeah, they built this building there and really moved on quickly. Um, you know, but at the bottom of that thing somewhere is this Leo door. You saw it. You guys didn't actually go in that one. You found it from other locations, but it's gone now. Yeah, Randy though, fuck him, huh? He wasn't your friend. I mean, he wasn't my friend. I didn't like him all that much. Um... But still, he he was an interesting guy. He was amusing. I wonder how he's doing in Carlos being world. It's probably a better life for him. Probably it sounds more enjoyable. Honestly, I'm than this. I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah, it's better <laughs> off this way. Yeah. And so you drop off the three women. Karen never really freed from her bindings. Um, they were in control for the whole time. They, just, they wrapped like a robe around her so she wasn't nude. Then you uh, skedaddle out of there. You had plans to meet up with Carl. So you head on over to his place, the sausage shop, where, Carl, you've been hanging out. A delivery has arrived from the uh, the mummers. Oh, shit. A crate, a crate full of stuff they left with Serafina. Holy water. There's ammo. There's some kind of golden banjo that's like a fetish of some sort. You're not really sure what it does, but it's a, a golden banjo. There's some like mummers... Frillery, some <laughs> costume parts it, that that you could put on. Um, and then there's also an RPG. Yes. yes. Oh boy. Wait. Give me one second. I'm getting so excited. I need another brew dog. <laughs> so crate full of goodies from the mummers. So we got. Wait a minute. We got holy water. We got blessed ammunition. We mm-hmm. got a weird uh, golden banjo that has some kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, frillery, various outfit parts. Um, uh, one wanted to dress as a mummer or look more mummish, um, and then a uh, one rocket powered grenade, one RPG. That's so great! Straight out of Rambo. Ask, ask, and you shall receive, Carl. Lucky I was there to make sure we got the good stuff, huh? Oh yeah, you did a great job there. Why don't you help me lug all the stuff up into the crib? Yeah, sure, sure thing. Oh, what is it you've got in that crate? Uh, we got a, uh, we got some mummer frillery. TV. Oh no, she's cool. We got a bunch of uh, guns in here. We got some ammunition. We got our. And I'm, I'm not surprised. Our, yeah, you you know, come on. And our, the men who dropped it off were filthy. Yeah, they're dirt balls. I'm starting to have second thoughts about these guys. Sweat shorts they were wearing. Not even sweatpants. Sweat shorts. <laughs> these people had on sweatpants, cutoffs. Sweatshorts, but like oddly long, like down to their calves. So, <laughs> um, Serafina, oh, yes. Who do you think I should back here? You think I should back the Mummers, or you think I should back a uh, vampire Deshaun, Deshaun Marshawn Jackson? I know you. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, give me, give me your hand. I give her my hand. <laughs> 
as she's done before. She runs her cold fingers. Um, but with her, it's always been about the eyes. You know, that's when and her seems vibrant and wise and special. And while her hands are doing things, she's really staring at your palms, feeling those lines, exploring their ends, seeing where they terminate, where they continue. She looks up at you. I see multiple paths before you, Carl. Some much more unpleasant than others. I can tell you, though. Jackson, you need to follow your heart. Think of who you are. You'll probably die, though. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now, Serafina. I think I might be falling in love with you. No, that is not true. <laughs> I didn't see that anywhere. Okay, well, you know. Yeah, he told me to follow my heart. Do you trust grown men who wear cut-off sweatshirts? I got to tell you, let's go... I don't. No one should. You know, we live in a polite society. <laughs> we live in a we live in a polite society where you don't just wear sweatpants anywhere. You know, like a crumb bum. I'm not a crumb bum. Hmm. One future has you as very much a crumb no, bum. No, no, I can't be a crumb bum. You know, before my parents were killed at Bonk's Bar, known for its crab crab dinner. Uh my dad said, don't be no crumb bum, Carl. Dang. Let's get this stuff upstairs. Come on, uh, Kurt. Yep. And uh, rent, rent's due, Serafina. Oh, yes, I know. I knew rent was coming. I used my powers to tell. <laughs> what do you think, Kurt? What do you think about all this? Like, I'm going to tell you, I'm having my doubts. You know, as a vampire hunter... You got Marshawn Jackson. He's a bad guy, but he does a lot of good for the city, you know? But I said earlier he was a community builder. You told me that you weren't going to kill him, so I assumed you were lying to the mummers because you wouldn't lie to me, your friend, Kurt. No, I never lie to you. But on the other hand, you got the mummers. He is, a, you know, on, on one hand, you got Marshawn Jackson, the vampire, feeding on the young girls, Right. On the flip side, but he also builds a community. He helps a lot of people up there. On the second hand, you got the goddamn mummers. They got a great parade every year. You can't deny they got a great parade. It's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I know. In my heart of hearts, I know it is. But they're, they're just destroying the city. So who am I? Am I a citizen? Or am I a vampire hunter? I don't know. I got a big problem. I'm really going full hoagie mouth here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, only you can make that decision. I mean, I think I think we both know how much of a vampire hunter you really are, though. I'm starting. I'm starting to think I might not be That's the man I think That's what I'm I am. Getting at here. Like, I've met good vampires, and I've met bad humans. Yeah. You know? I got a girlfriend now, Serafina. You just met her. And, uh-huh. you know, it's... I can't... She's about, 100, <laughs> about 130. <laughs> and I can't disappoint her. You know? Yeah. Well, um... Yeah, so what do you want to do? You want to shoot these mummers with a rocket? Well... No, you don't want to shoot them with the rocket. You don't wait till they get near the car and shoot the car with the rocket. 
Wow, that's double explosion. That, that, that's two. That's double explosion, and explosions multiply. You know, mm-hmm. double force, triple. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Even though uh, you're thinking of giving up your vampire hunting ways, you're still a brilliant tactician. Yeah, yeah. You know, I spent some time in the army. So, how we want to play this? All right, uh, we got a couple options here. It's probably like six o'clock at this point. You weren't given like a firm time to get the twenty seventh diamond, but it seems like evening. General evening hours. It's not dark. Is the impression yet. you got. No, it's not. We gotta go when it's dark. Um, there's a couple options here. We contact Marshawn ahead of time and uh, let him know this plot against him, and um, let him know that we're luring uh, several enemies into a trap. Other option, uh, we show up there and. Um, just tell them, tell them that we brought those guys for tribute, and uh, you know, make a make a real dramatic um, gift of of telling them their location and I don't know, killing them or something. Uh, that would get them on our side real quick. The only risk there is that if they find them, if they find those guys before we tell them, then they'll think that uh, we were betraying them. I don't know. I'm just talking it out here, feeling out. What do you think? I know a guy that works for Marshawn. So I think I'm going to call ahead and let them know, you know, we're here to make peace and we're bringing some mummers with us. Mm-hmm. And that tell, them, tell them it was my idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I call up, um, what was the guy's name that was me a debt? Manfred. Manfred. You know, he, uh, he owes me a debt because I sprung him out of like a, a, one of the bad vampires, not all vampires. Uh, sprung him out of a uh, vampire nest, and now he like twenty years ago, and now he owes me a debt, and I'm calling. A... That was one. That was one of your early actions. That kind of made a name for you on the. Oh scene. yeah, but that name's been quiet lately. It has been. People aren't really talking. I mean, you were in the night shift the other night. They didn't even recognize. I you. know. There was a day, man, when you couldn't walk through Center City without ghouls crossing the street. The rep you had. Yeah, and I would give them the double finger pit guns, too, whenever I saw them. Sometimes the real finger Oh, guns. yeah. Uh, yeah, because I got my cyberware upgraded. So I, yeah, you got that gun. <laughs> your, own, your own fingers at yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> and another one just slides out, like telescopes out. What, after it just... I, I had to stop using it. I you ran out of fingers. Unscrew your fingers. <laughs> and you load it into a gun that you hold. <laughs> it's not, it's not that efficient. It doesn't work as well as you think it would. That's not what I expected the finger gun to be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I call up Manfred. Okay. Um, a Manfred. You know who it is. What do you want? Look, we got a meeting with. I'm bu- I'm busy. I'm dusting the home. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you tell Maria D'Amato hello for me? Anyway, you know, that's not why I'm calling. Look, listen. You know, you know I don't like vamps. Right? You know that. But you know, I I also may have stumbled across here that the goddamn mummers are ruining the city. Right? Well, they're filthy, they're filthy sweatpants wearing animals. Sweat shorts. They only wear... Um, that, that, that's too absurd even for them. <laughs> And they're just they're just taking sweatpants and cutting them off themselves now. I mean, it's probably because the bottoms are just so stained and frayed. 
<laughs> it's all the urine they step in all the time. Anyway, li- listen. Look. We're having this meeting tonight. There's going to be three mummers with us. All right? Why, you, why are you bringing mummers? They kind of just butted in on this. I don't know. It's a long story. I was at Tasty. You ever been down there? It's not. That place with the, the, the one that has the demon in the kitchen. Yeah. It's not good food. But look. I want you to tell Marshawn, you know, we're making a deal here. We're getting, bringing him these mummers. You do what you want with them. It's time to save the city from these goddamn evil mummer wizards. All right? You let him know. I'll pass on the message. All right. How's your mom doing? She passed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Couple couple years ago. Oh no. Okay. She was killed by uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> Goddamn Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we we didn't see it coming. <laughs> but thanks for asking. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking Frankenstein. Oh. Yeah, you can't trust a fucking Frankenstein. They're worse than goddamn vampires. You know, we, we learned that we- lesson the, the hard way. Oh, we, we invited him into our home. Oh, you never invite your Frankenstein to your home. Are you we thought he was our friend. At the end, he was just, it was just Frankenstein. <laughs> you know? Did he have the, couldn't did he have the bolts? Maybe, maybe he couldn't help himself, but the result is all. Did he have the bolts and everything? All of it. Crackling with electricity. Oh, my God. The big black boots? It's all of oh, it. man. Te- textbook Frankenstein. Yeah, you got to be on the lookout for the big crisscross scars. The haircut. <laughs> if you got, you see the big crisscross scars, you stay away. I should have known. Now my mother paying the price. Oh man, did you just like crush your skull or something? Yeah, it was. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> boy, God, he just has so much rage in him. He, it could have been a mice and men situation, you know. I mean, it's it, it essentially was. <laughs> it's pretty much. It's pr- pretty you know, much. He could the. the the marinara could have been so good, and you're just like, hey, hey, Mama Manfred, let me give you this hug there, just crush your spine there. You know? Actually, I think he was so incensed at hearing the word marinara, <laughs> that he just how you say he that? just lost he just lost his mind. <laughs> how you say that? How do you say it? Marinara. Frank sounds like the marinara. <laughs> neck bone, thought that neck bone. Oh, shit, I'm sorry to hear that. How about this? You know what? I do this job. We wipe out these mummers here. I'll go. I'll kill that Frankenstein for you. I'd appreciate All that. Right. Hey, hey, have a good night, okay? I'll see you later. He hangs up and goes back to his dusting home duties at the Fairmount Mansion of Marshawn Jackson. Okay. Do I need to mark corruption because I am letting Maria D'Amato kind of suffer? Like, I'm willingly and knowingly letting her shine. Sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know about a vampire who has an imprisoned young girl, and it's not at the top of your list. All right. Good. I get to take a corruption move. Sounds like your world is getting more complicated, Carl. These entanglements, who to trust, what's going on, any of it. I know. It's getting wild out there. I'm just torn. I'm, I don't even know what to do. But honestly, we got to save the city, Kurt. You know? We can't just have kids walking around in sweatpants. 
They get, they got no self respect. Next thing you know, sweatpants are a, a gateway pant. They're gonna have goddamn zubas on next. They're gonna have those ones where they where they actually unzip the bottom half. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really care. The only place I go where people wear sweatpants is the gym. But um, <laughs> it seems important to you, and uh, I would love to uh, meet Councilman Jackson. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go to this meeting. All right, time passes. What, uh, what are you guys bringing to the meeting, and how are you getting? I'm it? bringing the whole fucking rigmarole, dude. I got the shotgun. I got the shot. I got the shotgun. Fucking like I just like as I say, let's go to this meeting. Let's rack it. You know, badass style. <laughs> you have a little, mo- um, a little montage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like strapping on knives and stakes and shit. It's like that. Uh, I think I sent you guys a link one time to that Kevin Garnett clip where he's talking. He's like getting ready for a game seven in the playoffs. He's like, we bring in the Uzi, <laughs> we bring in the AK with the extra clips, <laughs> we bring in the bazookas, <laughs> and he he names like fifteen <laughs> weapons. And it's like, okay, man, like we Kevin got it. Garnett was the fucking greatest dude. He's just. So intense. I loved it. Yeah, he's, he needs to tone, tone it down a little. I mean, he had that awesome show, you know, The Bone Breakers. We know that. <laughs> okay, whoever has listened to this podcast, whatever three people that still listen to this podcast, stop what you're doing and just YouTube Kevin Garnett Bone Breakers. It's, really it's, no. <laughs> it's, it's basically Kevin Garnett had a probably like a Milwaukee, you know, like local show. And he brought on a contort. No, that was national. Oh, was man. It? He was retired at that point. Yeah, that was on TNT. And he brought on a contortionist group. And Kevin Garnett was just so amazed by these like African dudes. Doing no, these- they are wild, man. They are wild. <laughs> they had some fucking cool moves. No, I mean, it was great. I mean, I was I was making very similar noises to Kevin and Garnett. Kevin Garnett is baffled by what he is seeing. <laughs> he's like, whoa! And there, and that one guy has the biggest fucking dick, and he's wearing like. The tightest, like, full-body, like, unitard. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, you're doing all these weird contortions and spinning your arms and neck. You're going to oh, spray man. your dick, playboy. You're going to spray your dick with all this. I think Ke- Kevin Garnett acted the way any of us would have acted. At one point, he's, presented with that. I love when he's just, like, jamming along to the music. And he's like, oh. bone breakers. Oh. oh. <laughs> and he always wears that little hat, the little fucking goopaline that just, like, hangs on the back of his head. Goopaline. <laughs> That guy's the best. I love Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he's cool. (sighs) Did he come out of high school? Was he like one of the first like straight out of high school players? Yeah. Yeah, from Chicago. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Straight out of high school. uh, I think they're going to bring that back. Skip the fucking NCAA. Fuck the NCAA. There's no point. And it should be like with baseball where like you don't have to go, especially if you're drafted. But if you do go, you got to stay for three years. Yeah. yeah, And that's fine. Like, you're going to fucking go as an 18-year-old. If not, you're going to play a couple of years of college. Like, you can't do the one and done thing. It's just like, let the best guys go pro and let the other people have college careers. Yeah. And let them be like the stars. Whatever. It's very dumb. Yeah. I guess it makes, I guess it keeps more talent in NCAA, right? Maybe that's part of it. It does. I mean, the NCAA is happy to have those people pass through there. But... The thing is, like, the NCAA is never, like, basketball has never been driven by talent. You go because they play the game the right way, and you get upsets, and it's competitive. Like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Like, there'll still be the best player on the team. Yeah. It just won't be someone who's going to leave after a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they should be in the NBA. Because you can play professional basketball when you're 18 or 19 and be good at it. 
But anyway, you guys are heading uptown. You're bringing all the shit. Oh, Montage. Well, can, I, can I tell what the gear. little? Um, can I tell what the little golden flute does, or the golden banjo does? Um. Sure. Why don't you? What do you want to use? Blood? <laughs> Blood? Um, when you... I think mine. I think this is mine. Yeah. I'm like identifying something, right? So that, that's the least nebulous of the stats. Oh. That one I could make sense of. That's how oh. smart you are. Um, I have rolled a nine. So this thing, this nice golden banjo, uh, embossed with an outer space theme, <laughs> must have been like a... You don't know what it was. Some mummer group did uh, Uranus and back a couple <laughs> years ago. And this is left left over from that. So it's a golden banjo and it, it like if you play it, it like fills the area with music. That, like it's not. So it's a, it's like a, a real sh- banjo because that's what a real banjo No, does. but it sounds like, it sounds like there's tons of music. Like it's not just like a single instrument that's playing. Um, like it's like a whole, like if you play, it's like a whole like. The audio quality of like the the parade or something like a, of a group doing their thing like there's multiple instruments and shit like that. Nifty. Okay, I'm gonna leave that one in the truck. But I do I do put on little golden shoes that like curl up like a genie shoe, just because I like those. Okay, you know that's important to me. The aesthetics matter, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I got so they're wearing like a genie genie shoes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I got my shotgun, I got my pistol, I got my baton. You're loaded up. You got everything. Yeah. I got, like, vials of holy water, just in case it goes sideways, but, yeah. Yeah, let's roll out. And, Kurt, you're just bringing your piece? Yeah, you know. I'm just showing up in my usual. Um, You're bringing that RPG, though, right? Oh, yeah. I got the RPG. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I wanted. I assume, well, yeah, you've got some of this gear just in the back of your pickup truck. They won't all fit in the cab, but you've got tons of uh, equipment. Good luck. You'll need it. Thanks, boo, I say. I blow her kick. No, 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 it's not like that. It could be. Like you, wouldn't, you wouldn't charge your boo rent, would you? Look, I'm about to negger real quick. Uh... You know, don't nigger, man. Don't nigger. Well, I'm a true pickup artist. Hey, hey, Seraphine, when we get this all over, I want you to start calling me Majesty, okay? Or Magic Man. How about Magic Man? That's kind of cool. How's that sound? Says that may be in your future. Oh, well, are you saying I could be a pickup artist in my future? No, I'm saying you could change your name. Okay. Hey, right, well, anyway, I'm off to this meeting. I'll talk to you later, okay? You just put the rent money uh, through, through the mail slot, okay? Yes, yes. So you guys head, head uptown, taking Broad Street, 27th and Diamond is the destination. You're loaded up in the pickup truck, all the gear. It's moving a little slow. There's so much ammunition and RPGs in it. Um, just loose bullets sloshing around. <laughs> as you, uh, come, you come down, actually I guess you're already north of, the, of City Hall. So you're coming down Broad Street and you notice at one point um, a car pulls up Next to you. And there there's four dudes in it. They've got gold Nikes on. <laughs> Other than that, sweatpants. One of them has, has, has jeans on. Um, but are they like and, real light color jeans? They are. They're extremely light. Yeah. 
colored uh, jeans. And they all had like different sports jerseys on. And uh, you notice the car has Delaware plates, but it, is, <laughs> it has pulled up, pulled up beside you. And this seems like it's the Mummer crew. They said would be accompanying you. They fall in behind you, make your way over to 27th and Diamond. You park in close by. You ride right up. Come on, ride right up, dude. Fuck it. You ride right up. Um, as you approach the area, the block around 27th and Diamond, there's a lot of people. It's a summer evening. They're all out, chilling on their steps. Some people have radios on. A lot of, a lot of activity around the area. You see some dirt bike kids um, on one corner. And you would scope this area out during the day. It's an intersection. There's some big street coming in, which I forget what it is. But uh, there's people around. But you'd see Marshawn Jackson. You know what he looks like. He's sitting on the steps of one of the houses, parked right near him on the sidewalk there. There's a, a very large, like murdered out, blacked out SUV with uh, city plates that's sitting there and it's just idling. There's a couple guys leaned up against the wall of the house and stuff, very close to Marshawn. He sees you, his eyes lock on you as you get out of the car, which I assume you're doing. Yeah. Hey, you got out of the car. It's a big dude. I also get out of the car. Two of you get out of the car. The mummers, they uh, they park behind you. They get out of the car. You see them. They're just like normal dudes in their 20s. They look a little, little like uh, not thrilled to be here, but they're they're acting like they they should be here. Like they're not they're not wimpy kids. Um, and you see Marshawn sitting on the step. Big dude. If he was standing, he'd think he's probably eight feet tall. Whoa. No, he's more like uh, like seven feet. No, he's like six five, six six. Solid dude wearing a suit, no tie, graying hair. Brave vampire hunter making his way out here. You hear that, boys? Everyone, be careful. Got a vampire hunter here. Yeah, you do. It's me, Carl. Yeah, I know who you are. Causing me some problems, Carl. Yeah, it caused some a lot of problems. problems. Give you credit, you got some balls coming out here, but what happened over at Penn? That was my boy. Mom will tell you what. No, I don't want no no no. I don't want to hear it. I want you to acknowledge that was my boy, and you caused me some fucking problems. Well, of course. I mean we we the, just so we both understand that. Are you uh Hey look, listen, that's in the past now. I can't change that. And I, as you start to talk to him, you hear inside of your head, like a voice run through it, and it's your voice. And you hear yourself, you hear yourself saying, I am going to try to kill Marshawn Jackson. So I'm like uh, schizophrenic now. <laughs> There's no compulsion like to do it, but it kind of startles you because it's like your voice, but it's not... like You didn't put that thought there. Mm. But... You were saying something to him. Yeah, I shake my head like a like a fly buzzed by my ear or something. Um, listen, you know, I understand that, and you know, upon further retrospection, I gotta tell you, I'm a vampire hunter, in theory. So you, so you say. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know. But you know who I am, right? You know, you know my rep, but. I kind of think there's something bigger going on here that kind of rises above just vampires, humans, night, wild, all that shit. You know, have you ever noticed that the city just gets shittier and shittier and shittier? And you're just trying to change the subject 
Did I not just tell you, you caused me problems? What the fuck you want me to do about it now? Well, I'm uh, here. If I could, if I could butt in here, um, uh, who are you, Mr. Jackson? I'm I'm here as an advisor to uh, to uh, Carl. Um, well, I hope he ain't paying you much because he's not saying a good thing. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Jackson. Um, my client is very sorry about the trouble he caused you. He's aware that you, he disrupted some very important uh, research and some enterprises that uh, that mattered to you and and mattered, frankly, to uh, the well being of this city. Um, and that's why he has brought you uh, these mummers chumps right here as a tribute. And, oh, and uh, we're uh, we're eager to help out in the cause of um, of uh, improving the lives of Philadelphians, the city over. So you're saying you're just going to give me them four boys instead of us just taking them? Well, that's why we brought them here. You know, we let them right into your hands. I and mean, you know that already, don't you? You know it. The fuck game? What the fuck game are you two playing? We told you we we're here to uh we're here to make amends. All right. Listen, you know what these mummers are up to. You know that. You're the one playing games here. You know it. I know it. They have been destroying the fabric of this city for well over a hundred years. They wear sweatpants. The city funds then march up and down Broad Street, barely even performing, <laughs> making people. Stand out used to be in the cold, and now it's always an unusually hot New Year's Day. Coming in around 7 degrees, standing out there, waiting 25, 30 minutes before each one of these groups come by to hear 42 men play the same song on a banjo. And the city pays for this. I agree. Do you? Look, listen, I'm trying to tell you this. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than you and me. And look, I know Mikey Pickles Tutterelli was on to something, right? Junior. Ju- Rest in peace. R.I.P. Mikey. Look, and the guy who did that, we make sure he's never going to do that again. Okay? We, Let me ask you a question. We disappeared him. Nine inches. Did you kill him because you're stupid or because you thought it was the right thing to do? I'm going to tell you, we thought that we were going to get... Uh, Ben Franklin's glasses out of this. Oh! <laughs> and the whole the whole neighborhood starts laughing. Um, everyone who's around, oh, they all start start laughing at you saying, <laughs> "You you you really thought that?" Yeah. Okay. So there was a ghost. So you are greedy and stupid. I mean, mostly stupid. Look, listen. He thought that. I didn't think that. You came along. Look, listen. There was a ghost that told us. His name was Yobu. I ended up killing him eventually. But, uh, listen. We shouldn't have done that. We know that. Well, how are you going to make it up to me? Well, we're bringing you... It's a vibrant member of the intellectual community of Philadelphia. Cut down before he could even reach his prime. Father, an influential man. I'll tell you how we're going to make it up to you. Um, Carl here... Uh, wants to take out the mummers for you. He wants to destroy them all once and for all. That's that is true. He wants to blow up Two Street. He wants to use all of his uh, military prowess, all his tactical skill as a vampire hunter, to uh, just just uh, finally lay this dated cultural institution to rest once and for all. Isn't that right, Carl? Correct, Amundo. I think it's time. You know, 
Philadelphia will never be a major city, a, a destination city with the way it's going now. You got trash in the streets. You got kid beating the shit out of each other. You know? I want to kill Marshawn Jackson. The voice runs through your head. Stronger. More urgent this time. Carl. You look at him. You see like... As he moves his mouth, he's talking. The fangs that he's got there. The way the moon is situated in the sky right now. Kiss the long shadow. Making it look like he's wearing a cape. I like smack smack my head a little bit. Is that fresh blood? Running down the side of his face. But but anyway, you were saying something to him. I shake my head like clearing it from as if like a fog. Yeah, something. Sorry. Yeah, I, the uh, we can't progress. The, the city's falling apart, and it it it's all the mummers. Well, I like what you're saying, Carl. Perhaps we can let bygones be bygones. I think that'd be great. Why don't you roll your persuade, uh, which is heart? I have rolled a seven. Well, there's something I need you to do for me, though. You come in here talking a big game. You want to make things better for Philadelphians, but I haven't seen any of it yet. And I appreciate the gift. Jeff gestures over to the four oblivious mummers. Um, who haven't been privy to your conversation of openly uh, sacrificing? <laughs> oh, I thought they. Could, I thought they could hear us. <laughs> and I need you to do something for me. Your buddy, that priest, Ron Gerard. Yeah, Father Minocchio. Yeah, he's got a friend of mine. Sat him for quite some time. I need him back. I need a little proof that you're really in for what you say you're in for. And we're square if we do we do this. A little blood for blood, you understand. And we're square if we do this. We're good. You want to help me take down these mummers if I do this? See if I can be of help. I mean, you're a powerful man. I don't think you need to see. I think you can be. Well, why don't you show me what you got, and then we'll talk the future. Because you're still in the hole, my friend. Um. All right. You know, Father Minocchio safe. I need your word that if I do this for you, uh, you're gonna, he's going to stay safe. He's a good man. Got no reason to mess with him. Okay. He minds himself. Okay. I can do that. Deal. You bring my buddy back here and we good. All right. I, I like reach out. Like I do the thing where I try to shake his hand, but I don't know if he wants to do like... Like the cool black dude handshake or like a cool white or like a normal white person. And it's just like super awkward. He doesn't want to do either. Oh, okay. As you turn to walk away, though, this voice, this compulsion inside of your head about wanting to kill him, it gets out of your head. You feel your hand start to reach for your gun. Want to grab it. Why don't you roll your spirit? Oh, man. I rolled a six. Kurt, you see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're an aware guy. And you don't, You thought these, uh, this conversation was going decent. 
But you see what looks to be Carl reaching for his gun. Yeah, I don't like that. I like the... Uh, you doing the, anything about yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to act real fucking fast here. I'm going to go uh, for complete transformation uh, so that I can just fucking grab him and fly him out of here before he does something that fucks this whole deal up. So I think you're trying to lend the hand or get in the way. I'm trying to get in the way, I guess. Yeah. And the way I'm trying to do that is by... Um, yeah, roll... roll uh, transforming. Roll his faction. Roll your mortality. Okay. All right, 13. Oh, man. That's max roll. So uh, you can give him a plus one or, or a minus two to his roll. Oh, okay. Um, and so this is his role to essentially resist the so, compulsion. Yeah, it's more like I'm backing him up with uh, resistance. So I guess if we're going to play... Or not. I mean, maybe not. I was going to try to like physically restrain him. And yeah, I mean, you certainly could. And, and leave with him, but... Uh, which would mean he'd probably do something and you'd stop it. Like, you certainly wouldn't be breaking the mental enchantment. He's still going to wind up at the seven. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, I probably could, like, intervene in a more, like, like with words or something instead. And, like, you could try. Help snap him out of it. Um, what do you want to do? If I do the physical one. Clear what's and you can give him a plus one, so it'll wind up in the seven to nine category instead of the six minus. Oh, you're adding it to my my roll that. That's what it does. His aider into fear affects your. He get he can give you a plus two or a minus. Oh, okay, one. that's kind of cool. Um, so I guess he's giving you a plus two, so it makes you have an eight. But same thing. Yeah, I guess um, I'm I'm just gonna if that's how it is, I'm just gonna walk over to him and uh, put my hand on his shoulder and, and whisper in his ear like, hey, is everything all right? No, something's wrong with me. I'm having thoughts I can't control. I don't know what's going on. We gotta get out of here. Let's get out of here. You feeling all right? I'm okay. And I, I hop on, uh, I hop on Kurt's back. <laughs> like piggyback stuff. Get me out of here. I'm getting him out of here. He's, uh, he's not feeling like himself. Uh, it, was, it was great to meet y'all. Bye. And I start walking towards the car on my back. <laughs> I just wave to I just wave to us. The four mummers look at you guys as you're approaching. They've been kind of hanging out against their car, giving you space to have uh, your negotiated. I give them I give them a big thumbs up, like, you're doing great. You're doing great. Keep going, keep going. One of them starts to walk over to you. I just keep moving. How did how'd that go? Dirt they it went good. Yeah, we got everything we wanted. Stay here. Oh, I don't know why I thought. We got everything we wanted. Stay right here. More backups on the way, okay? We're playing a long game here. Why don't you roll your heart? Two hearts that beat as one. Whoa. Uh, an 11. They uh, buy your bullshit, man. They're going to hang out there for a minute, though. They do not like... fucking idiots. <laughs> they do not like the situation that you have... Left them in. So you guys, uh, the two of you hop in your car and get out of there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We got away with more than I thought we were going to. I thought you were gonna at least going to like pop off a shot or something. Yeah. That's great. Um, he was definitely weirded out by it. But um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't want to sh- fucking shoot out right now. <laughs> it, went, it went all right. Uh, so you guys peel away 
Drive away. I guess you don't have to peel all the time. You can just drive. Let's peel away. Let's get the fuck away from here. You peel away in your pickup truck filled with uh, munitions. An RPG. (laughs) You get uh, some concerned looks from the four Mummers dudes. (laughs) And you can see kind of like the night closing in on them. Almost the moment that you leave. You've left them there. Now you've got this arrangement with Marshawn. Vampire friend indeed. Is what they've been calling you now, Carl. Um, but he has asked you to go free a buddy of his that is somehow tied up at uh, Father Minocchio's church over on Gerard Street. Gerard Ave. And uh, you don't know what you're going to find over there, but the two of you head off in that direction now, totally in league with the creatures of the night. Hell yeah. Love it.